Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler, Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, man, listen to all that. Ice cream, lawyers, bankers. Oh, my. Car salesmen, here we go. Here we roll. And it is a Wednesday afternoon. Aaron, the countdown has uh, has started. We got football games tomorrow night. What do we call this area? Well, you know, I, I like week zero. God, I love a good week zero game. Week zero. We're gonna get some good football going. We got games starting tomorrow night. I'm sure somewhere around the state, even on a Wednesday night, which Aaron should be reserved for church services. That's when the church kids should be meeting up at the local Baptist church. Should not be playing sports on Wednesdays, but it happens. It happens in some places. So Thursday we'll have some games. Friday we'll have some big-time Friday night lights. Uh, right off the top today at about 3.05, we are going to talk to Scott Stewart, the uh, head coach over there at Temple. And uh, excited about that. And uh, we'll uh, – We'll have a lot to get to with him, and uh, there are easier ways to begin a high school football season than teeing it up with Austin Westlake. I mean, my goodness, that coach is, you know, Todd Dodge, former UT great. Guy's finally decided he's going to hang it up. He's going to retire after all these years of winning state titles, but he's got one more dance, and they have got a uh, meeting over out there in Temple, Wildcat Stadium, they got it. They got one happening, and it's going to happen Friday night. It's very exciting, and uh, right there on McQueen Field. I mean, this is going to be really, really cool. So, um, you know, I talk a lot of NFL. I talk a lot of college football, and I think everybody wants me to continue to do so. But, man, I get excited on Fridays. We'll have our guy Curtis Quillen. I got to talk to Curtis. I got to see if we can meet his demands. We always have him on Fridays to kind of see what game he's doing. KCEN, Game of the Week. He's a sports director over there. I don't know. Now that he's in the uh, studio every night or during Friday nights, I don't know. I don't know if he'll come on with us. I would hope he hope he would. Aaron, I noticed you guys had him on the other day. Curtis Quillen is an exclusive to the Mosley Show. All right? Can you tell Tom to run some of these things by me? I'm just kidding. We all share. We love Curtis. Got some news that was out there also. Matt Roberts, another one of our local uh, TV buddies, is going over to Baylor in some form or fashion. He's going to be like assistant director of sports information. I don't know exactly what that entails. Maybe softball. Maybe he'll have some softball under his auspices. But um, great guy. Very, very nice guy. And we are excited for him as he gets ready to – he gets ready to kind of get that portion of his career started. I liked him on TV. I liked the man on TV. So, apparently, oh, good, right on time. I do not want to be blamed for making Coach Stewart late 
out to practice. Scott Stewart joining us, the Temple High School football coach. Uh, Scott, um, congr- man, this is exciting. We're all we're almost there. The countdown has started. <coughs> Two days are your, um, you, you know, you for years you've watched these kids and you can kind of tell what you know how they're progressing and 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 get feedback are they starting to ramp it up is this starting to feel like a true game week all right absolutely is sir. appreciate you guys having me on but uh yeah no it's uh it's uh you, 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 there's a little bit of a pitch in the air you know what i mean i think everybody knows now it's been hotter in history so you know it's it's it, Usually, the, the, you know, when that first uh, kind of fall week hits, there's a little bit more energy, too. But, yeah, starting off football season, man, everybody in this town fired up. They don't they don't necessarily think I'm the smartest man in the world for scheduling Westlake West week one. But, hey, it is what it is, and we're going to figure out where we're at. <laughs> yeah, before you came on, I was just talking about that. I mean, I was a kid watching Todd Dodge. You were a kid, too. I think you're even – you're younger than I am. But, I mean, this guy has announced – this is like – part of his tour i mean now coach are you gonna like before the game give him a gift or anything this is like the retired todd dodge retirement tour you cannot show up out there before the game empty-handed now i know you want to beat their rears out there but do do does temple have a gift for coach dodge as he goes on this uh on this uh retirement tour Look, I, I wish him all the best in the world, and that you know I respect him a ton. But no, nah, there ain't gonna be no, ain't gonna be no gifts going on. Uh, you know, we gonna show up and play a football game, and if he wants a gift, he's gonna have to stop by the store on the way up here. Oh, I like that. Stop by the store. Talking to Scott Stewart, coach at Temple. Now, coach, only problem with going ten and two, and and, and being perfect in district is that, of course, your fan base. Let's do it again. Let's get out there. Let's do it again. And, and by the way, let's go farther in the playoffs. Now, you ran up against a team that throws the ball about a million times. Um, yep. I'm just kind of curious. You're a big defensive guy. I mean, that's where, that's where you're, you know, you've made your money over the years. How many times have you looked at that playoff film? Because that Heath team and also Rockwall up there, they both throw it like crazy. And they – and that's uncharacteristic of you guys to, to have it tossed around on you like that. How many times have you looked at it, and, and have you done some things or done some tweaks to prevent something like that from happening again? You know, we've tweaked it. I, and I said, I said it, I don't know, it wasn't quite a year ago, but I said, you know, going to that game, everybody thought, you know, this game at any level is about matchups. So, and last year felt like, you know, just uh, talent, experience, uh, kind of just that, that probably one of our weakest parts was our secondary, and one of their strongest parts was the receiving core. I mean, they've they've got two receivers and a quarterback. They've got every offer known to man. So you know, felt like that was some of it. So some of it is is I mean, yes, we've looked at it. We've kind of gone back, uh, but there's a reason why why good athletes you know are more successful against better athletes are more successful against good athletes there. I mean, there were some times last last year that felt like everything was right in the coverage. It's just that Jay Fair made a, made a play, uh, you know, on the ball, and, and we were there. We did this. I mean, so some of that was that. We, You know, we've taken a look at some of the schematic stuff, but uh, this, this group coming in is not much different than that. And so, yes, while, you know, it's a pretty tall task for the number one team in the state and the number three team in the country, uh, you know, those are the teams we're going to see potentially. I mean, now there's a long time between now and then. We are not – we have not uh, – booked our reservations for the Texas high school playoffs in 2021. We got a lot of work to do, but you know, if we happen to get there, 
you know, I think it does behoove uh, us to be able to say, look, we've played guys that do it. I mean, this quarterback may be the best one, and that's not taking anything away from Hoover or Reggie McNeil or anybody else I've ever coached against, but he may be the best one uh, that I've coached against in 22 years of high school football, um, you know, especially with the weapons around him. I mean, they've got the number six receiver in the state and the, uh, the number one uh, tight end in the nation. They've got four or five guys on the O-line that have, you know, P5 offers. So it, it, there's not going to be anybody we see, in my mind, throughout the – the entirety of the season that we say, you know what, we haven't seen this kind of speed, we haven't seen this kind of size, we haven't seen this kind of talent before. I mean, that's why we play games like this. Yeah, and you know what, they're working out some kinks too. So, you know, you can say that's a legendary program, and yeah, they've put out NFL quarterbacks, but these kids have to perform at the high school level before they can go on to college NFL, so I don't see why in the world y'all won't just tee it up with them. And have a good well, time out there. I'll tell yeah. you what we will do, and I'll tell you by God what we're going to do is we're going to if everybody obliges, we're going to show up and play. Now, if they're that good, then they're going to have to prove it. And if they prove it, we'll shake their hands and say good luck to you. You know, uh, but if it's all the same to everybody else, we're going to go ahead and line up, kick the ball off, and, and, and give ourselves a fighting chance as well. So, you know, I don't worry about all that. I don't worry about what all the experts say. Uh, I do believe in the stuff you can't measure, which is heart and testicular fortitude. Uh, so, you know, we're going to go ahead and show up, and our, our kids have some pride, too. And We may not be as talented or as highly touted or as many stars on the field, but we're going to go ahead and play a football game, and, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I like it and cannot wait to have my eyes on this game. And I love that term, testicular fortitude. I think that's a good one uh, <laughs> that you brought to the table today. <laughs> Scott Stewart, you might have learned that from your father, the legendary baseball coach. I, I would imagine he, uh, he said that at some point in his lifetime. I've heard that quite a few times in my life, yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so tell me about a few of your players. Uh, Samari Howard, uh, senior running back. Uh, had a big year last year, obviously going to be your workhorse. What um, what has he done in the offseason, and what has he added to his game, and, and, and what will you need from him? I mean, obviously, he'll be he'll be a big part of the attack. Right, and so, I mean, first of all, the, 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 he is as talented a kid as I've ever coached, and he's as versatile a kid as I've ever coached. I mean, you know, how do you back up uh, a sophomore first-team all-district nomination uh, followed up by a, a District 12 6A player of the year. Uh, you know, he's he's really been focused on the little nuances. You know, now he's not micro man, he's not macro managing kind of what his development. It's it's finding the it's turning over the little rocks now. You know what I mean? Going from good to going from bad to good is easy. Going from good to great is a little bit harder. And going from great to elite. And to me, he's a great football player. Now he's trying to find ways to be an elite football player and the stuff you can control. You know, he's not a great big guy and he can't do nothing about that. So let's don't worry about that. I mean, he, he played, we have a little package where he's a quarterback. We have a little package where he's a slot receiver. He's played DB in his, in his varsity career. I mean, that kid and character wise, I've told every coach that'll talk to me. He is a kid that you start your program with. He is a, he is a culture guy. He is a build it. You know, the, the, the Lamar guys were like, well, we, this is our second year, but through COVID it's almost like our first year. And I said, well, I've got a guy for you because he, he's one you would want to build your program around. And that to me is the biggest uh, compliment a coach can give a kid is his, he is a phenomenal football player, but his, his best attributes are not on the football field. I mean, he is a locker room guy. He's a first in last out. Uh, he's an accountability kind of guy and, and nobody questions him. You know, it's that EF Hutton cliche, you know, nobody questions him because, <laughs> because they're not going to find any faults in his game and his work no. ethic and his, you know, preparedness. Don't you have some ties to that national championship Bearcat program? 
Sam Houston <laughs> State. I, I mean, why don't you Eat send him right on down there to Huntsville? Oh, man, he would be a monster down there. And Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I'm real proud of those Sam Houston guys. I guess they uh, stopped. Stop recruiting slaps out of Troy, Texas, and went and got some real athletes. But uh, <laughs> hey, man, those those guys did a great job, and uh, you know that. But yeah, I think that you know, and I think that fits him. I think he's kind of that upper echelon uh, FCS uh, kind of guy, or or you know, like a, a mid major kind of guy. I mean, that's that, that's me. He would be. I played there. I mean, he's as good as any running back I ever played with, or against, or anything like that. So, and again, with his versatility, I mean, he can play slot receiver and and not miss a beat. Uh, he, he, I mean, he's he's got a little package in there, or, or if something happens, you know, he could go out and finish the game for us at quarterback and let some of those young guys play JV instead of come up there and, you know, so he's just he's a fun kid to coach, and, and again, he's a program guy now. He is he's one that I, I try to get around as many young guys as I can get around him because, you know, when he leaves, that, that's that's the stuff that nobody talks about that's hard to replace. Yeah, talking to Scott Stewart, coach at Temple, getting ready to tee it up with Westlake on Friday. What about defense? Um, uh, you always – defensive linemen, you put out a lot of great ones. A lot of linebackers have come out of Temple. Uh, Tarian York is a uh, uh, kid I'm hearing a lot about, the linebacker. And then Eric Shorter, defensive lineman. What about what about those guys in particular, and, and what, what can we expect from, from this defense? Well, they're kind of they're uh, different different – cuts of the same cloth if that if that analogy makes sense i mean you know uh touring's a guy that he's a lot more cerebral i mean he he understands he he lines up our front i mean at, at this point we don't have they don't have to come, he don't we don't have to come over they don't have to look at the sideline for checks anymore because he knows if they make this motion if they make this shift here's our check i mean he's the guy in the middle of the school day i'll be walking through the halls and he'll walk up to me with his little laptop and say okay coach this formation right here boom boom does it make sense to do this or should we do this and i'm like good lord man go be a kid for a little bit uh, but he's just he's that consummate he studies the game like no other and he's a heck of a little football player you know shorter probably doesn't have that uh mental part of it he shorter's the guy that he is just a high motor all the time like i can't do walkthroughs with him because he screws it up like we'll be in street clothes or in shorts and shirt trying to do a walkthrough in a gym you know some days and, and I, I have to kind of just sit and let him watch because he's gonna hurt somebody because you know he just goes and uh but he's a high motor guy. He ain't a very big guy, but he, he you know, he's, he's. Uh, we talked all week about, you know, you're going up against guys that, <laughs> that, that are going to look like what you want to play against one of these days. And so this is a good opportunity, and you better not run down the middle of them because your little five foot nine, two hundred and fifteen pound behind won't, won't like the result of that. So, you know, we've been working a lot on technique and how you go against guys that are bigger than you. But yeah, both those guys, man, they're fun to coach, uh, and, and they got high motors. Well, listen, we're excited. Uh, y'all have never been afraid to play teams non-conference. Going back to even when I was at Baylor, y'all would play Lake Highlands when they were great. And I don't know if that was uh, Coach Z was still there or Gaden or whoever, but Temp, who, uh, that Temple would line it up and play whoever, and you have uh, continued that proud tradition. Uh, best of luck, and I hope y'all have a great time, and I hope it's a, hope it's a wonderful crowd out there. Well, I appreciate it, man. We've always there, there's a saying around here. There's actually a couple of signs that says, you know, anybody, anytime, anywhere. And I don't know how you could kind of reiterate those traditions and reiterate those mantras and not live by it. I mean, I you know, I, and also I don't think it helps you. I don't think scheduling a bunch of cream puffs gets you ready for a really really tough district. And I know it don't get you ready for the playoffs. So, you know, worst case scenario is, you know, they get after us a little bit. But I, I will tell you, one of two things is going to happen. We're either going to surprise a lot of people. 
or we're going to have a lot of work to do. And, and maybe it's a combination of both because, uh, you know, but I, I am the guy that, that anybody, anytime, anywhere, and let's, let's, just, let's just go lay it on the line, see who we are, because that's the deal. I, don't, I want to put these kids in a situation where they're going to have that, we're going to play how we play because of who we are, not who's on the other sideline. Because if you play up for big opponents or down for not big opponents, then you, yeah. you're not, you're not going to be the best version of you. So, you know, this is a great training opportunity. We're not going to change anything. We're not going to change preparation. We're not going to afford any of the, 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 the natural part of the week just because of who's on the other sideline. Let them worry about them. We're here to play like we play. And if it ain't good enough, it ain't good enough, and we'll go fix it and we'll do everything. You know what? We might just surprise some people. So, you know, I'm going to bet on Temple kids. I know what the experts say, but but I'm going to, I'm going to ride with these guys, and I'd rather be in Temple any day of the week. I love it. I, I even loved on your Twitter. I went back, and you had retweeted a, a saying from a from maybe it's a locker room somewhere. It says, my bad, get you beat. Right. <laughs> I, I like that. I like There's that. There's a sign on our, in, our, in our locker room. Because uh, that's kind of the, you know, the generation change, and they call it different stuff. You know, they used to call yeah. it high-siding or making fun of. Now they call it flaming. And you know, there's always been that my bad piece. And, boy, I, you want to get me fussy quick. Just look at it. You know, I know it's your bad. You know, like I'll, I'll squawk at them pretty quick on the my bad deal. So they, I'm trying to train them out of that. But if they look at it every day, maybe some of that stuff will sink in. Because what are you going to say when you're a father and you, you don't get it done? You're going to say my bad to somebody's counting on you? What are you going to say to your wife when you when you, when you make poor choices? You're going to say my bad. So, you know, this to me, this ain't about football. I mean, you know, life's not all about football, but football is all about life. If we're if, if the only thing we do is try to teach these boys to be successful on a football field, then we will have failed them miserably. So, you know, we try to correlate a lot of that stuff into that because my bad will get you beat for the rest of your life. I love it. I'm, I'm sitting here taking some notes, Coach. So, I mean, you know, you can you're getting through to like 47 year old man. Uh, listen, well, I, I tell you this, I, I pray every day that these kids find something that they're passionate about because I'll tell you, it's hard to have a bad day when you love what you do. And that don't mean I always like it, and that don't mean I'm always happy about what's going on. But, but it, you know, I love these kids. I love this town. And, and you know, it, this is just – it's a commitment deal with me. And, and, and I just – I just uh, very fortunate, very uh, blessed. I mean, this is my first coaching job, and this has a, been a bucket list job for me since I was a teenager. So it's it's just sometimes I have to pinch myself. Sometimes I want to strangle teenagers, but sometimes I have to pinch myself and realize that, that you know, this is really where we're at. Well, I hear you. Be nice to Ward White's, okay? Ward, <laughs> Ward's got a lot of fastballs planned for tonight, so just be nice to him. That's all I ask. Ah, we love we love you guys up here, man. Y'all are always welcome to Temple, and I really appreciate everything you guys do. Y'all are amazing for Texas high school sports, especially Central Texas. So. You know, we're, we're happy to have you and happy to do anything we can for you. Well, we appreciate you. There he goes. Scott Stewart, coach at uh, Temple, does a great job, former defense coordinator there, became the, the head coach, and uh, they, have, uh, they have continued to roll, so always fun catching up with him. All right, we have some catching up to do on, well, the Baylor front and the Big 12 front. All right, we got some NFL at 340 for you. But next, I need to bring you the latest – well, what's going on around the conference? Something uh, I had, some news I had uh, people reacting to around the conference. We discuss it next. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael LaPointe. Another warm night expected with mostly clear skies and low temperatures falling to 76 degrees. It'll be partly cloudy tomorrow with a 20% chance of an afternoon shower or storm, high of 97. And the same thing on Friday, partly cloudy skies with a 20% chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm and a high of 93. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. This September, Baylor Bear football is back. Slipping one man. It's Sneed. He's go. into the end zone. Wow, what a move. He's pressured, and he's down. Oh, he's got Abner for a touchdown. The 2021 season kicks off Saturday, September 4th, as Baylor hits the road against Texas State. Our coverage begins at 4 on your home for Bears football. ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Hearing that Schmaltz is also love talking about Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Oh, it's getting hot out there. August, a little warm, a little warm. Turning up the heat on these hot deals, though, on the new lineup of Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, and Ram. Summer event, 2021 Ram 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star with total values up to 6250 or 2.9% for 72 months plus $2,000 bonus cash. That's why Ram truck owners are the most loyal to the brand. Also, the new 2021 Grand Cherokee Laredo with total values of $3,500 or 0% for 48 months plus a $2,000 bonus cash. Come in, check out the most prestigious Jeep, 2021 Jeep Ram or the Jeep Grand Cherokee L, the beautiful rugged third row seat Jeep. With this incredible Jeep arriving daily, you're going to fall in love with the Grand Cherokee L. Get out there and see Alan Sabres, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. 
Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they also have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome, and they offer 90 days, same as cash. Text 16118 or 22462 to apply. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Store hours are Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 10 to 5. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Chicago Bears Matt Nagy reaffirmed to the team's decision to open the regular season with Andy Dalton at quarterback when the team announced that Dalton will not play in the regular season finale against Tennessee because the veteran will be the team's week one starter. LSU will require anyone attending Tiger Stadium this year that is 12 years age or older to provide proof of vaccination or negative PCR test taken within 72 hours. LSU became the first team from the SEC to outline such a policy. Astros on a two-game losing streak take on the Royals tonight 7-10 first pitch. Rangers get slammed by the Red Sox in extra innings 8-4. Rangers travel to Cleveland to start a series with the Indians 6-10 first pitch and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It's a Wednesday. Oh, what a day it would be to go over to Heritage Creamery. I think Aaron yesterday was thinking about a chocolate. Aaron was a little worried because he lives kind of equidistant from both. He couldn't decide which location he would go to. You've got the Baylor location on 8th, right over there by Common Grounds. And then out there, 84 and Ritchie Road, near that Midway Administrative Building, right up the hill from it. That Lookout Shopping Center. They got a new location up there, milkshakes, scoops. Man, I love that stuff. Heritage Creamery. Blake Batson, Kimberly Batson do a great job. E.P. Garth. I mean, Aaron, that's the guy who taught you everything. That's who brought reintroduced you to radio. E.P. Garth is like a family member of that whole Batson crew. He, I mean, I mean, I we could almost call him like a part owner. I know he goes by there and asks for free ice cream. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that's true. I think he pays over there. But uh, Aaron, do you want me to send E.P. Garth back over to give you kind of a, a refresher on a few things? What if I did that this afternoon? Would that be good? I'm good. <laughs> Aaron, come on. E.P., one of America's great storytellers. And uh, I've been trying to get him back on with us, Aaron, and he keeps telling me I don't get out in class in time. Like, we're going to have to change our hours to be able to get EP on. Thank you, Heritage Creamery. Thank you for what you do. Um, Aaron, did you see that coming, that uh, that LSU would be the first SEC school to either have to show your vaccination card or a negative test within 72 hours? Can you imagine all those Tigers fans out getting their tests? You think any of them will try to doctor it up a little bit, try to try to come up with some like kind of homespun type deals? I mean, I for some reason I don't get it, but state of Louisiana's COVID numbers I think are doing pretty well, and maybe it's because LSU has come out and said to get into one of our games, you got to show proof of purchase. 
proof of vaccine, proof of a negative PCR test. Whoa. How about that? How about LSU coming strong on that? Oh, uh, that Ward was just talking about that in that uh, in that last sports center. Now, this is interesting. One of my buddies that writes for the Austin American Statesman, Brian Davis, just wrote, Governor Abbott issued a new executive order today that effectively bans Texas from implementing a COVID-19 vaccine pre-check for entrance into DKR TMS. That's where Texas plays. That's Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium, Texas. Anyway, uh, so they're not going to let them do what LSU did. Oh, man, the Longhorns. I would say what that's that's really funny to me because who do you think's like the most vaccinated crowd out there, Aaron? It's the Longhorns. They're down there. They're down there. They're not. I mean, there's not like a bunch of anti-vaxxers running around down there trying to get in to see Oklahoma. That's a big wine and cheese crowd. They're down there just wanting to get in and see some football. They've all been vaccinated. My gosh, they were cutting in line of people to get vaccinated. But the governor's going to save them from having to show proof of vaccination. I'll tell you what, Aaron, you and I would not mind at all. Now, if I could find mine, problem for me is I feel like I took it on a trip and I never got it back from my wife. We went spring break, went out to California, and um, – you know, went to a resort, and, and I we took it out there, and I don't think I've ever gotten it back from her. Aaron, what do I do? Do you know how I get a backup vaccination card? I guess I'll just ask my wife and see if she can she can find find our vaccination. Aaron, would you have any problem if you were allowed to leave the studio ever and attend a football game, and, and they said, Aaron, you're going to have to show your vaccination card. Would you have any problem with that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I really don't. I'm, by, you know I'm pro-vaccination. I got vaccinated literally the first day that it was available oh. to 18 and up. I had an appointment to get my first shot of the two. Pro-vaxxer. We've got a pro-vaxxer. Um, but I, I don't, I just, I don't, I'm conflicted about having to show vaccination cards. I'm not sure where where I come down on that. Not not trying to him and haul, but I really don't know how well, I feel about it. You made people show ID to drink. I mean, every it's a little over different. it clicks. I mean, you made them get out that ID. Not quite the some same. Some of them were pulling. Could you tell fake IDs, by the way? Were you good at, like, sniffing one of those things out? Or were you uh, were you always worried about TABC showing up at the local pool hall? Oh, yeah. You always had to be extra careful. You had to you had to look and make sure. We didn't get you – didn't, you don't get a lot of fake IDs. Most of the time, it's switching IDs or an expired one. They'll give their expired IDs to someone that looks like yeah. them or similar to them, but you can usually tell, and we didn't take expired IDs, so that helped with that problem. I, 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 I did not know you were against expired IDs. I, I didn't know you had taken that stand. I, I am. That I am 100% <laughs> against expired IDs and bars. All right. Um, we, we, can, we find out what Aaron's taking a stance against. Um, the Big 12, the latest news is they've apparently heard from about 15-plus schools, mostly AAC and Mountain West. Uh, so they're, they're weighing their, bet, their next move. But this is a story by Max Olson. Now, Max used to come on with me, but he did not like how somebody was treated at our station. So Max refuses to come on with us anymore. 
which is fine, whatever. But Max does a good job on all this stuff. I like reading him. And at the end of his article today, it says he, he, he quotes a source, for the, uh, a Big 12 source saying they would, quote, be absolutely shocked if Bowlesby isn't given the time needed to guide the Big 12 through this. And the, the source warned that if he's ousted, talking about Bob Bowlesby, the commissioner of the Big 12, quote, the next two or three years would just be crazy. What, what, are, we ta- what are we talking about? Like, who is this source? What do you think this is right now? Do you think this isn't crazy? I mean, here we are just praying that the Pac-12 on Friday, somehow God, come, I mean, he, the rapture occurs, and maybe the, big, the, the Pac-12 commissioner thinks, you know what, we need a, we need a Baptist school in the Pac-12. We, we, we could really use a Baptist school. We need something good to happen to us. Who in the world is sitting out there acting like changing commissioners would make this situation crazy? This situation is already crazy. We're way past that. I mean, it is tr- it is time to get on board here. Um, they're also saying in this story, they said it was a logical move to keep the commissioner in charge through the end of the league's grant of rights. The terms of the deal were not released. One source suggests his buyout, talking about Bowlesby's buyout, is considered prohibitively expensive. Give me a break. What are you talking about? A commissioner's buyout being prohibitively. What are, what are we doing? When we pay $25 million to make certain coaches go away, we settle with all these coaches, and you're going to say Bob Bowlesby's salary is prohibitive. You should be in there negotiating with Bob Bowlesby this afternoon. And you say, Bob, tell you what we're going to do. Here's a couple million, uh, and we're going to have to send you on your way. Okay? Because with Texas and OU in the league, every school is still getting somewhere in the neighborhood of 37 to $38 million. Yeah, I just do not know where all this is coming from. All these apologists for Bob Bowlesby. What has Bob done for us lately? Well, the answer is nothing. So we should take the uh, the path of our Texas tech friends because the rabble-rousers out in Lubbock, are they are pushing for Bob to be out. Now, I already reported that Oliver Luck has been brought in as a consultant. Do you think the Big 12 wanted that news out there? No, they don't. No, they didn't. Did they leak it to me? Absolutely not. They didn't want that news out. Oliver Luck has been brought in to be uh, an assistant, uh, be a consultant, and to help through this. Could Oliver Luck be the interim commissioner of the Big 12? You bet he could. You bet he could. Is it embarrassing a little bit for Bob Bowlesby to have to bring in a consultant uh, of the stature of, of, of Oliver Luck? Yes. Yes, it is. So it is time for the presidents and the ADs in this conference to listen to their rank and file. Now, sometimes they got to put us out. Sometimes they got to say, no, 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 we got to do what's best for our universities. We, we, we love our people. We love our fans. We love our alums. But we got to do what's best for, for the new. No, no, no. Your, your fans are right right now. The fans of this conference are right. This commissioner got caught off guards. Whether it's fair or not, he wears this. 
the position the Big 12's in right now, he wears this all over his face. He's got egg on his face. So it's time to make a move. Listen to your alums. Dare I say, Aaron, listen to local radio. <laughs> if they listen to this show, they would know. <laughs> they, Mac, would know they would know the sentiment of both of us. Cause we, Mac, uh, are you listening? We, we are in total agreement on this. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This is very, you know, usually the president, first of the year. President Livingstone always comes on with me. I have great visits with her. Love having her on. Can't seem to get a hold of her. Cannot seem to get a hold of her. President Livingstone. The first gentleman, I'm, I'm, I, want, I want to visit with you, and I want to figure out what's going on. They do a great job, and uh, we are fortunate to have Dr. Livingstone representing us at the table. And, yes, she is more even-tempered, and, no, she's not going to just go off on something like this, but she does listen. And she does – I'm not talking about this show. Maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. But she listens to the alums, and she listens to the board members, the regents at Baylor. And I think there's a lot of people who are upset that we have all been put out in this sort of nether region, nether world of, of not knowing where everything is. We are stuck. We are just flat out stuck. So something has to happen. You can't just kind of, well, let's just see how long Texas and OU will hang around. Somebody has to arrive with a forward-thinking plan, and that is not happening right now. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. It is ESPN Central Texas. We are only days away. We're getting so close to, uh, like a week from this Saturday, Baylor will be playing football. Cannot wait. We will have college football this coming weekend. That's exciting. I'm getting revved up for that, and we'll have high school football. And we just talked to uh, Coach Stewart out there at Temple. He's ready. In fact, let's see. Usually he's listening to us. He loves our show. But I think at 3.30 he had to be out of the field. So he's moved on out of the field. And then I think tonight he's got some kind of Fox show that he does with Ward. He's, he's doing a lot of media. But by Friday night he will be focused. Cannot wait for Temple to strap it on against Austin Westlake. Bring it on. Bring it on, okay? We're going to go out there and kick this thing off and see what Westlake brings to the table. Did you like that, Aaron, when he said the only gift Todd Dodge is going to get, they'll have to stop at the store on the way up? <laughs> I, I love Coach Stewart. Yeah, I love his enthusiasm. I love his confidence, oh, his man. belief in his team. And, uh, and you know, he's right. They, they've got a great program. They're very accomplished, and, and it seems like uh, a lot of people – in the media around the state or just treating this like an afterthought, like, yeah, another Westlake win, you know? Well, you know, I, I spend a lot of my time in Salado coach Harris program. I'm a huge Salado bandwagon guy. <clears throat> I went to Kaufman high school, but man, you talk about, I, I can jump on a bandwagon and I like temple. And then I'm also intrigued by this young program out there in Belton, that Lake Belton program. Woo-hoo! That program is, you talk about leaps and bounds. Those youngsters are showing up out there. So I, I'm kind of, I'm claiming several programs in the area right now. Lake Belton, Temple, Salado. Alan knows me there in Salado. He knows I, I, uh, I pay, you know, I come in there, eat all the restaurants, all that kind of stuff. All right, everybody, uh, it is time to talk a little bit about the NFL. 
The Cowboys have lost a backup tailback for the season. We explain next. The La Vega Coaches Show with Don Hyde is brought to you by First Central Credit Union. Don Hyde's entering his fourth year as the head coach of the La Vega Pirates. Coach, this has been a very successful program. When you have success like that, sometimes it's tough being able to schedule the non-district opponents, and I understand you had to lay that in this first week, and you've got uh, Katie Jordan coming in here. Yes, sir. I mean, we don't, we're, we're not real fortunate in the way that a lot of people around this area want to play us, and so, you know, our non-district schedule is kind of, kind of uh, unusual for a lot of people. I mean, we play Katie Jordan week one, and then we – we go to Conley, who's 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 played us a number of years here, and then then we play uh, Austin LBJ, and then we play Argyle, and then we go to Corpus Christi and play Corpus Christi Miller. And so, you know, it's challenging in itself, but uh, at the same time, it's rewarding because you know you built a program that other people don't really want to play in non-district. Have you had any turnover in the coaching staff in the offseason? Yeah, we've had a couple people retire and and move on, and uh, you know we we we've moved some people around and shuffled some things around, and so. You know, Coach Carpenter, who's been the defense coordinator the last couple of years, is now the assistant head coach and special teams coordinator with the with the departure of Coach Cadell. And uh, we hired uh, Coach Balch, Eric Balch, out of Cameron to come back. He's coached linebackers here for us from 2008 to 2012. And so he's coming back. He'll take over the defense coordinator's role. And uh, Coach Rawls is still on as the offense coordinator. We brought some guys back that have been here in the past. And, you know, Trey, uh, Trey Ridge will come back and coach safeties for us. Uh, coach Glenn, who was here at – as a quarterback's coach, when we won a state championship in 2015, uh, we'll return as a tight ends coach. And so, uh, you know, anytime turnover exists, there's 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 always a, a chance that you're going to have a lull. But most of the people we've hired has an idea of what we do here at this program and, and uh, who will be great assets to us. ESPN Central Texas. Drive it forward with the First Central Credit Union Auto Loan. We will donate to the local Mentoring Alliance Waco, formerly serving as Boys and Girls Club of Waco. When you refinance or get a new or used auto loan, rates are as low as 1.99% APR on a new vehicle. You will save, and every auto loan activates a donation for local kids. Plus, you can defer your payment for up to 90 days. It's money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit FirstCentralCU.com for details and flexible terms. Everything we do, we do for you. Loan subject to credit approval and some restrictions apply. Now through August, member NCU. Have you heard about the new Quesabira? That's right, Quesabira. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley show. Let's calm down. My gosh, we got worked up. Anytime we talk about Bob Bowlesby, even the uh, calm, even-tempered Aaron Sexton, it kind of gets him going. 
kind of gets him going a little bit. He gets a little fired up, all that kind of thing. Um, so there's some stuff going on today. Now, we need to get into the NFL here in a minute. I need to give you a little Cowboys. Boy, sad entertainment news yesterday. Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts checked out at age 80. We lost him. Uh, and uh, what a cool dude that was, man. He was always, you know, with, with Keith and Mick and the whole gang and everybody going crazy on stage. Always had that little Cheshire smile back there. Just kind of just the hint of a smile back there on the drums. Loved what he did. Loved what he did. I mean, that, that was – now, that right there, Aaron – that's history. That's a guy who came on board within 1963 and then just kept on rolling. All these bands come and go. I mean, by 1971 or 1970 or whatever, the Beatles had broken up. The Beatles would moved on to their, their like solo careers. I may have that wrong. They might have made it to like 72. Who knows? But Lennon and all of them, they were doing their own thing. Rolling Stones kept, kept on going. Charlie Watts, the drummer for the Rolling Stones, dead at age 80. Aaron, hard to see him go, buddy. Hard to see him go. Yeah, I mean, I like the Rolling Stones. They're not one of my all-time favorite bands, but they yeah. obviously have a lot of Staying good songs. Power. Yeah, yeah, and, and just so many songs, you, you couldn't name all their hits. You can name a lot of them. I want you to but try. <laughs> yeah, start now. Let's name a few. I, you know, uh, all sympathy right. for the devil. Yeah. Satisfaction. Satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. We should have done something. Uh, tomorrow, let's do some uh, Rolling Stones. Is that cool? Yeah, well, I'll I find caught some. you the other day going like hard on the Black Eyed Peas. You'll love this, Aaron. It was just I, coincidence, uh, actually. I know, I know. But I, uh, I'm just giving you a hard time, which I tend to do. Uh, years ago, I was at a Super Bowl party at Houston Super Bowl party, 2003. And we were down in a basement, and there was a band. We thought, man, that's a pretty cool band. A tall, very attractive woman. And there were four or five levels. It might have been the ESPN party. I remember Dan Patrick was still at the ESPN, and he was down in the lowest area where we were, like the basement of this party. And there was this band, and and they were just fun. And they were, I mean, everybody was dancing and having a great time down there. Didn't think that much of it. Just a lot of bands at every level. Who do you think that turned out to be, Aaron? That was the Black Eyed Peas. And the tall woman was Fergie, of all people. And we had an audience, I swear at one point, there were like 30 or 40 of us down there. And barely any of us, just hanging out, listening to the Black Eyed Peas. Wow, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty, yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. I feel like we discovered the Black Eyed Peas. Okay, uh, who was the, who was the uh, lead? Will something? Will... Will, will I am? Will I am? Yeah, you remember they would do those kind of cool little holograms and stuff of him, uh, and he could make appearances even when he wasn't there. He would just come out in a hologram, and then Fergie kind of did her own thing. What's up, Fergie? If you're out there listening, Fergie lives out uh, China Spring now. Really? <laughs> I was like, I never heard that. <laughs> Okay. Hey, a lot of people right. moving to Texas, Most, know, mostly the I Austin know. area, but you never know. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe she Texas. wanted something a little, you know, a little smaller, a little quieter. Out there in Belton. There's some retreat in Belton that uh, one of my buddies uh, has something to do with out there. There's some, some beautiful retreat down there by, by the lake or by the river out there. I'd like to know more about it. All right, uh, Aaron, I'm sorry. Sometimes my brain goes elsewhere. Uh, Cowboys need... 
a new number three running back. All right? With some special team skills. You know anybody? Aaron, you know anybody interested? All right, right now they have undrafted free agents on the roster. Jaquan Hardy. I saw him the other night. Kind of a little jitterbug guy. I want to say he was like number 37. He might be the guy from like Tiffin College or somewhere like that. All right, there's another guy named Brendan Knox. And I saw him running around a little bit. I can't even remember what number he was. Brendan Knox. The reason this is is because running back Rico Dowdle, Dowdle, Dowdy, Dowdle, has been placed on injured reserve, thus ending his season. He suffered a hip injury in that Houston game. Tough situation. Good player. Good little player, number 34, Rico Dowdle. And he kind of hung around last year, hung around, was at least going to be on the practice squad, could have made the team. Rico Dowdle out for the year. Cowboys need a third back. So they'll be kind of in the market for that. As these cuts start to happen, you'll hear more and more about that. Usually the final cuts happen right over Labor Day weekend, so we'll keep an eye on that. All right, um, Trevon Diggs did not practice today because of an illness. Now, of course, we get all worked up. Like, what does he do? He got COVID? Does he have COVID? They said it's uh, is not COVID-related, but he's not practicing. Before today's practice, they were down to four safeties. All right, and Kazee, who they sent home, who's a starting safety. There are people out there, Matt, I didn't know Kazee was a starting safety. Well, he is. I, I hate to I'd be the last to tell you. But DeMonte Kazee is the starting safety for the Cowboys. He and Connor Williams, starting offensive lineman, have been added to the COVID list, bringing the total to six players for the Cowboys. Now, is this the end of the world? No. But, you know, six can become ten in a hurry. You have got to contain this thing. Now, I mean, I don't want to be sitting here, everybody celebrating how great the Cowboys are at getting vaccines, and then they got everybody with COVID. I mean, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And people say, well, Matt, you can get COVID even if you had the vaccine. I am well aware. But I'm just saying, you got to keep an eye on this, and we shall see. We shall see where all this goes out. That makes six people, including, by the way, six players, and then you add to that the defensive coordinator who's out right now with the COVID. All right, uh, just so you know, uh, Zierlein, the kicker, will he'll kick Sunday against Jacksonville just to see how things are going. We'll all gather around about noon Sunday and check out that slop, Cowboys versus Jacksonville. Listen to it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Tristan Hill and Chauncey Golston remain on the pup. All right, the, uh, the play, you know, unable to perform list. Uh, they're likely to be on that to open the season. Now, the good news today is that Dak got out there, loved to see it, and and was was able to – the big news was that he was going to throw some in seven-on-seven. And that's what everybody wanted to see. Get out there in some competitive – you know, in in competitive throwing, in some seven-on-seven work. And McCarthy said this morning that Dak will hopefully be, after this, 
quote, closer to a full status. Closer to a full status. All right, that is your Cowboys news. And, Aaron, if you would, go ahead and play our NFL music to close the show today. Let's give a few NFL news and nuggets, okay? We like to do this when we talk to the NFL. And um, let's uh, let's start, Aaron, if you would, with some uh, some Teddy Bridgewater news. I was excited to see this. He always ends up starting. And, by the way, in his corner is the great Bill Parcells. Yeah, and, and from uh... – from what everyone was saying and kind of just what I saw in the preseason, it looked like Drew Locke was going to win the starting job, so I was kind of surprised. But Teddy Bridgewater will be the Denver Broncos' starting quarterback, at least to start the year off. My goodness. I, I Did you see that, Aaron? I don't know if you saw that. I Somebody wrote a story. They talked to Bill Parcells, and they, they said – he, he was quoted, Bill just turned 80, and he was quoted saying that the reason Bridgewater didn't do better in Carolina is because they had a rookie coach who had no clue what he was doing. Talking about our buddy Matt Rule. Well, Bill Parcells loves quarterbacks who dump it off to the running back and throw short over the middle to the tight end <laughs> and throw slants to the wide receivers. He doesn't like I know, any quarterback that throws downfield. So, Aaron, listen to me. Listen to this. I felt bad for Matt, though, because Rule, because he knows Tom Coughlin really well, yeah. had leaned on Bill Parcells for some help, for some like you know some coaching assistance and get to, getting to know him a little bit. I thought Bill just kind of basically gave him the backhand. That's a tough one to wake up one day and read that Bill Parcells said you were a rookie coach who didn't know anything. Yikes. Well, I mean. That's tough, man. You know, I feel bad for I feel bad for a guy Matt Rule. Jeez. If I was him, I wouldn't take it too personally. He, I would. I, I yeah yeah I uh, I know he's a Hall of Fame coach, but and the expression the game passing you by probably gets used too much, but it has him. He's old school, and his thinking as far as the way football teams should be run and rosters should be built doesn't work anymore. That's why coaches don't do it. That's why Tom Coughlin was fired. Well. You are anti-Bob Bowlesby, and you're anti-Bill Parcells. I'm That's very frustrated right. with you right now. <laughs> All right, uh, what's, this, what's this last thing? We got to go because you know Barfield will come rumbling down the hall, come busting in that door, won't even let you say goodbye to me. But what about this uh, Rams trade? Yeah. Now, that one got my attention. This was a uh, – uh, uh, what, what happened here, and, uh, and what do we think this is going to mean? Well, they lost their starter, Cam Akers. He tore his Achilles tendon uh, early on in camp. Daryl Henderson has taken over as a starter, but they had no depth behind him. They had an undrafted free agent uh, from 2020 in Xavier Jones and a seventh-round pick in Jake Funk behind him. So they traded with New England for Sony Michelle. They traded a fifth and a sixth-round pick to get Michelle uh, from the New England Patriots. So that's a uh, – uh, he hasn't – set the world on fire in the NFL, but as a backup slash change of pace running back for Daryl Henderson, I think that's a pretty good pickup for two late-round picks. All right, is Tom in there? Has he walked in? Has he peeked in yet or not? He was What's in he and doing? out. He was in and out. Oh, really? Yeah. Ask, him if I, ask him if I can go another 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> He'd be cool with that. 
All right, Aaron, have a great one, man. And uh, thank you, Scott Stewart. Thank you for what you're doing in Temple. If Todd Dodge wants a gift, I'll have to stop at the store on the way into town. I love it. High school football, it's back. Mosley, out. Waco Lions football on